All right, preschool parents, welcome back to Raise Ready Kids, where month by month you master the strategies you need to raise kids with the knowledge, skills, character, and purpose they need to thrive. I'm Bill Jackson, founder of Raise Ready Kids, and your host this month. Let's start with a little time travel and peek into your child's future first grade classroom when most children are in the thick of learning to read. Your child has mastered classics like Dr. Seuss's Cat in the Hat, and now they're working with more challenging books. Your child comes across the word once, spelled O-N-C-E. Previously, they've learned that O can make two sounds, O as in toe, or ah as in mom, or pop. And now they're trying to sound out the word O-N-C-E. They might reasonably start with onk or onk, but they don't recognize those as real words. They pause for a moment and remember that c can make a soft s as well as a hard k sound. Ons, ons, they try again, and now they're getting closer. But as we adults who have learned to read well know, o-n-c-e is pronounced with a W sound at the beginning. Once. Go figure. This is just one example that shows why it's so hard to learn to read English. Just as you're beginning to figure out what you think is a rule, you run across an exception. Indeed, the word once is particularly perplexing if you've just learned only and often, which are also time-related words with an O at the beginning, that do start with the O in AH sounds. Your child's first grade teacher will hopefully teach a well-designed program of phonics. That's when your child is going to learn methodically how English letters translate into English sounds. This is also when they're going to learn a bunch of exceptions to the rules they're learning, like the word once. At this point in preschool, there are three valuable things you can do now to pave the way for success in first grade, and the third will be our main topic today. The first thing is to read and talk with your child. You're likely already reading to your child, so let's briefly check in on talking. When you share your observations and thoughts as you move through the day, walking down the street, in the car, hanging out in the kitchen, you're growing your child's awareness of language and building their knowledge, two foundations of reading success. Talking with your child should be a two-way street, so ask your child lots of questions. Ideally, you want lots of conversational turns or back-and-forth questions and sharing between you and your child. The second thing you should continue to do is teach your child the alphabet. You've probably been singing the alphabet song for a while now, and your child may have it down cold. If you haven't already, now is a good time to teach your child to recognize written letters. It's best to start with capital letters because they are more distinguishable and harder to confuse than lowercase ones. Simple plastic or foam letters are great, or you can buy a fancy mat with cutout letters or a magnetic board with letter magnets. Whatever you have, help your child learn the names of the letters and put them in order. Encourage your child to play with and describe letters. This is P. It has a half circle next to a straight line. Once your child knows all the names of the letters and can put them in order, take a set of plastic letters and put them in a small bag and ask your child to reach into the bag and pick out a letter, feel it, and then say what the letter is before they look. Alternatively, you can write the letter on their back with your finger and have them say what they think you wrote. D. 
did they get it right? These are fantastic games because they focus your child's attention on the physical properties of each letter. You may want to start with a small set of letters that your child is more familiar with and add more over time. You can help them by asking them to describe what they are feeling as they're holding the letter or feeling your finger on their back. Does it have straight lines, circles? The main topic for this month's audio briefing is the third and often underappreciated thing you can do to help your child to get ready to learn to read. Help your child build phonemic awareness, the ability to hear and manipulate the 44 distinct sounds that appear in English words. Children with strong phonemic awareness are at a huge advantage when it comes to learning to read. In fact, research shows that phonological skill is the single best predictor of a child's ability to learn to read easily. And while all children benefit from help building phonemic awareness, about one-fifth depend on explicit instruction with sounds before they will be ready to learn to read. Today I'm going to share three great ways to help your child build phonemic awareness. Read for sounds, sing for sounds, and play with words. The good news is that none of these methods require any special materials or training. You can just naturally work them into your daily life. Before we talk about these three strategies, though, let's explore the world of phonemes a bit. Take the first word of that famous Dr. Seuss book, Hop on Pop. The word hop has three letters and three distinct speech sounds, h, ah, and Pretty easy because each letter corresponds to one speech sound. Although the letter O that is responsible for the AH sound is a little tricky, as it can produce multiple sounds, including O as in go and AH as in fox. Things get a little trickier with a word like once. There are four letters and four sounds, but the letters and sounds don't line up so naturally as with hop. The beginning letter O is pronounced with a W sound and the E is not pronounced at all. Even trickier, the vowel sound differs with regional dialects. Southerners and Northerners pronounce once a bit differently. Preschool parents, you can help enormously by building your child's awareness and ability to manipulate the distinct underlying sounds in English. Sounds such as w, a, n, s that come together to form the word once. Children initially hear spoken language as ideas. Time for sleep isn't necessarily understood by children as time for sleep, but just time for sleep. With your help, your child can recognize that time, for, and sleep are distinct words that can be combined in different ways. That will happen partially through exposure to print when your child sees that words have spaces between them. Then, as your child develops the further understanding that sleep has four distinct sounds, s, l, e, and p, they'll have a big leg up on decoding English words, because they'll already be familiar with the target of written language, the 44 speech sounds that produce spoken words. Okay, on to the three strategies for helping your child build phonemic awareness that I mentioned. The first one is to read for sounds. When you're reading a book to your child, extend your alphabet teaching by introducing the sounds that letters make. This is B and it says B, or this is F and it makes the F sound. Let's say you're reading One Fish, Two Fish by Dr. Seuss. There are lots of F sounds in this book. 
emphasize the letter F and have fun with it. One fish, two fish. Can you say Then the next day, see if you can point out words with the f sound. Face, fun, food, and encourage your child to repeat. It's fun to say f. The more laughter, the better. Back to reading. Explain what rhyming means to your child. Fox, box, and socks all rhyme. Then ask your child to pick out rhyming words in books you read to them. Did you hear a word that rhymes with C? Once your child can do that, try giving them four words and asking them which word doesn't rhyme. For example, log, cat, hog, and frog. It's also a good idea to help your child become aware of syllables and words. And a great way to do that is by emphasizing syllables as you read and clapping with your child each time you hear one. Start with simple two-syllable words that your child may already be familiar with. Mommy, daddy, apple, pizza. Mommy, daddy, apple, pizza. Then you can introduce three and four syllable words like computer and ask your child to put the syllables together to make the word. For longer words like refrigerator, you could start and then ask your child to complete the word like this. Refrigerator. Sure. And your child can add a tor. Don't worry if you don't know exactly where one syllable ends and another begins. It doesn't matter. At this point, you're just trying to help your child hear the discrete sounds and words. A final sounds and reading suggestion. Read poetry that rhymes like this from Shel Silverstein. Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout would not take the garbage out. She'd scour the pots and scrape the pans, candy the yams and spice the hams. And though her daddy would scream and shout, she simply would not take the garbage out. Oh my, that's so fun and so great for phonemic awareness. Okay, on to the second way to help your child build phonemic awareness. Sing for sounds. My absolute favorite for this is the simple song, I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. But then you start to play with the vowel sounds. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. Or the long I sound. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. Then you could try the short E sound, eh. I like to et, 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 apples and bananas. I like to et, 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 apples and bananas. And so on. Don't worry if you're covering all the vowel sounds. That's for your child's teacher to worry about. You're just trying to help your child become more aware of some of them while having a blast. There are other songs out there that are great for this too. For example, you could look up Willoughby Wallaby Woo on YouTube, a great song for helping children hear and distinguish consonant sounds at the beginning of words. Or you can make up your own songs like this by singing a song your child knows and replacing the initial letter of each word with a letter of your choice. For example, row, row, row your boat becomes low, 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 lore, loat. This is pretty hard. 
don't worry if your child can't do it at first, you can come back to it later. Or you can change songs to emphasize different sounds, like this. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Then, Old MacDonald had a farm, C-I-C-I-So. Now let's talk about the third way to help your child build phonemic awareness. Play with words. There are so many ways to have fun with words with your child, and almost all of them are good for phonemic awareness. Start with alliteration, which is the occurrence of the same sound at the beginning of adjacent or nearby words. How about, Claire, close your cluttered closet, or the big bad bear bored the baby bunnies by the bushes. You can make up alliterative sentences yourself and then encourage your child to try. Another option is to break apart and combine compound words or words that are made up of other words. Say a compound word like cowboy and ask your child to repeat it. Then ask them to say it without cow. And then try saying it without boy. What's left over? You can try the same thing with outside, dishwasher, baseball, campground, or any compound word you can think of. Spoonerisms are fantastic for wordplay. For example, little dog becomes diddle log. So are tongue twisters like sheep should sheep. <laughs> I can't even do that right. Let's try again. Sheep should sleep in a shed. Sheep should sleep in a shed. Kids love those. I Spy is a great game for building phonemic awareness too. If you're looking at an apple, instead of saying, I spy something that is round and the color red, try, I spy something that begins with the sound, ah. Or if you're looking at a spoon, try, I spy something that rhymes with loon. Finally, you can play word games that ask children to put together or take away the individual sounds and words. For example, you could say the sounds p and ig and ask your child to put those two sounds together. Or ask them, what do you get when you take away the t sound from cat? When they play with words like this, your child is learning the underlying architecture of the spoken language, which will be a huge asset to them when they begin to learn to read in earnest. All right, that's it for the three ways I suggest you help your child build phonemic awareness. Number one, read for sounds. Number two, sing for sounds. And number three, play with words. As with all these activities, keep your sessions short and opportunistic. If your child is not interested, move on. If the activity is too difficult, try something different. Don't worry about the details of these activities. It's the general idea that counts. And if your child comes up with their own sound-related game, that's great. Follow their lead. In this vein, I want to leave you with two related thoughts that are important to keep in mind as you support your child's learning in these and other ways. First, doing these kinds of support activities really matters. You should make the time when you can. And second, as you engage your child in activities like these, relaxation and joy are essential. Some parents think that schools teach children to read and parents don't have to think much about it. But in reality, the skills that parents have helped children develop before they even get to kindergarten have a lot to do with their success in learning to read. Mark Seidenberg, professor of psychology at the University of Wisconsin and one of the world's foremost reading experts, has a great way of describing where children should be when they start kindergarten. 
If things are going well, he writes, children entering kindergarten have acquired extensive knowledge of spoken language, including vocabulary and grammar. They have begun to discover the internal structure of words, including some phonemes. They've learned their letters and understand that print is a way of representing words they know from speech. Pre-readers can usually recognize and pronounce a few words accurately, for example, their own names or brand names such as Coke or Disney, written in their traditional fonts and colors. But the process isn't much different from recognizing a can of Coke or a Disney princess. Pre-readers can use bits they have learned about letters to correctly guess some words, but will also make some howlers. Asked to pick out the word bat from a few printed words, the child may know enough to go for one that starts with the b sound, but then pick butterfly. Parents have a critical role in preparing children in these ways. The time you spend reading, singing, and playing with them really matters. And don't push it. Don't rush it. Put play and joy at the center of your time with your child. That's the foundation of the long-term success you're looking for. That's where the attachment to reading comes from, the memories of your father or mother introducing you to this amazing world through stories. Yes, it is sometimes possible to teach a four-year-old how to read, but many simply don't have the foundational brain capabilities needed to scan text and map sounds to letters. Daniel Willingham, professor of psychology at the University of Virginia and another preeminent reading expert, advises that there is little advantage to pushing reading instruction early because of the complicated relationship between sounds and letters in English. Indeed, he writes, research indicates that any advantage to the early start is transient. Kids who started later eventually become fluent decoders and read as well as their early starting peers. The same goes with writing and spelling. Many children don't have good enough control of their finger muscles to write letters with a pencil or marker before kindergarten, so there's no point in pushing it. Also, keep in mind that invented spelling is a positive in preschool and kindergarten, as it encourages a child to be in writing without having to be accountable for correct spelling. So, while it's important to help your child get ready to learn to read while they're in preschool, nothing is more important than anchoring your time together in the delight of exploring the world of books and language. Until your child is clearly behind in their development, and even then to some degree, the metric that matters most is joy. Reading, singing, and word-playing your way to reading readiness with your child is indeed a pleasure. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm.